Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time for Focus. Today, we're talking with Paul Schmitz, Executive Director of Shower Up here in Nashville. So, first of all, welcome. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I think you do an important service for Nashville. And so we want to kind of spread the word and let people know what Shower Up is and who they help. What is that, first of all? Shower Up provides mobile showers and personal care for those who are experiencing homelessness, really anyone in need. And we take mobile shower units to different locations around the city and provide showers for anyone who would want one for free. So anyone who would want one would mean who? Typically the people who are experiencing homelessness. So here in Nashville, we've got quite a population of folks who are unhoused, Mm -hmm. who are experiencing some sort of homelessness, maybe live in their car, maybe live in a tent uh, maybe are just the people that you see down Broadway or see on the corners. Uh, those are all the people that we get a chance to serve and interact with. How did they find out about you, Paul? Well, it's consistency. So we try to go to the same place every week, the same time, and we'd like to be consistent because in their world, consistency is a rare thing. So as long as we're consistent, we go to places where, first of all, where they are, We go to camps and we go to different serving locations, but we also go there often with other people who are providing meals or providing clothing and things like that. So try to have full wraparound services so that we're not just providing showers, but we're partnered with other people who are trying to do other things as well and just help out. Give our listeners, if you can, kind of a picture of what inconsistencies a person who is experiencing homelessness might deal with on a day-to-day basis. Well, imagine that you live in a tent and you're in one of these camps. Which is hard already. Exactly. Create for yourself this picture that instead of going to your home tonight, you're going to go to your tent. Now, if you were to go to your home tonight and you're going to get in the car and drive to your home, maybe after work or after shopping or whatever, if you pulled in your driveway and your entire house was gone, you'd freak out, right? Yeah. For people who are experiencing homelessness, that tent is always temporary. They can leave for the day and they can go maybe see their caseworker. They can maybe go see, maybe they go to the hospital. Maybe they have to get something taken care of. They don't know if they're going to come back and everything they own is gone. And that's not just every once in a while. That's every single day. So consistency Mm -hmm. is super important because if you're going to show up and you're going to be there they're going to count on that and rely on that. And that's one less thing that's going to cause them anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we try to do is make sure that we're there to, to help them understand that there are people that care about them. I had met a gentleman uh, at Nashville Rescue Mission one time. I was doing some volunteer day there or something. And he and I struck up a friendship and he said, I try and stay clean. He said, people get upset with me, but I've found a fountain that I can clean up in. Mm-hmm. He said, and the, uh, people will yell at me. He said, but I need to be clean. He said, it's important to me to yeah. be clean, to feel good as a human being. Most of the people that, that are unhoused in, in our city, in fact, most of the people that are unhoused in every city have jobs, often two or three jobs. Really? No one thinks about that because the thing that people th- always want to say is, well, why don't they just get a job? Yeah. Well, often they are working. Uh, We've got a buddy, John, who he's got a job downtown. He works at Fifth and Broadway. He's still, he's been there for a year and he makes okay money. He makes money that we would look at and say, yeah, that's reasonable for the job he's doing. And it's probably for a lot of us of a certain age, it's probably a lot more than we ever made when we were growing up. And yet he doesn't make enough to live in a house or an apartment or anything like that. So he's still in a tent. And so he comes to us because he needs to be clean for his job. He's out in, he's in the public. He's part of the hospitality team. 
and he's got to be clean. If he's not clean, he doesn't have a job. Right. So a lot of the people that we encounter, they're employed, they have jobs, and they do need to be clean in order to keep the job. Yeah. And sometimes in order just to get the job. So exactly. we become a resource for them they need to use over and over again. Have you found that, and this is kind of out of your domain, so I'm putting you on the spot to ask you this. Have you found that a lot of the people who uh, come to you and use Shower Up and use the services that you guys offer, like how can they get a job if they don't have an address? You fill out an application. Well, you got to go find a computer somewhere first, and then you have to have an, what's your address? Well, I don't have one. There are a lot of great resources here in Nashville. A lot of cities have this too, but um, we have a lot of great resources here in the city where someone can actually have an address. They can collect mail. Um, a lot of people will go to the library and access their email through one of the library computers. Yeah. So there are ways for them to have an address. There are ways for them to, to, to be in contact with people. Yeah. But again, it's that idea that, well, I mean, think about this. If, if you've had a typical summer Saturday in Nashville, out in your yard, mm-hmm. you're working, you're sweating, you're dirty and you're grimy and all that sort of thing. Okay, that's a typical day for someone who's walking five, six, ten miles around the city just to get the resources they need. And they're going to go sleep in a tent tonight. If you did that for a couple of days. Yeah. How quick would you be to say, yeah, I'm ready for work on Monday. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm ready. Yeah. Or, or I'm ready for that job interview or I'm going to put my best foot forward. No. You don't have a best foot forward at that point. And so Shower Up shows up at the same time, same place and gives people who are experiencing homelessness some consistency in their lives. Yeah. And really, it's funny. We talk about the shower aspect of what we do. The showers are just the handshake. We, we do showers. But more than that, we're there to build community. And we start community by a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that relationship becomes one-on-one. So, yes, we're there. We're at different locations around the city. Mondays, we're at a certain location. Tuesdays, locations. Different days of the week, we're at different spots. It's all about building that relationship because the folks that we serve, to a person, they will tell you that they feel invisible. They don't feel like they are treated like human beings. And we want to remind them that they're valuable. They have meaning and people do care and they have they have a tribe around them, yeah. including us that want to help. It's hard to pull yourself up and put yourself into a better position if you don't have hope and if you don't have any support and you feel like you're isolated in your struggles. Yeah. You say you often go out with other nonprofits. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of nonprofits in the city are doing some great things with you know, food and clothing and yeah. even medical resources and things like that. So we want to partner with those folks. And so we'll go out and, and partner together. We'll go at different events where everybody's doing something. Oh, yes. And so we get to be a part of that. And then there's multiple things that people can, can receive help for. Well, there are shower ups all over across the country? We uh, we launched here in Nashville. We started here in Nashville in 2016. and uh, And since then, we've expanded to... Huntsville, Alabama, Chicago, Wichita, Kansas, uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, we're launching uh, Chattanooga in June and uh, other cities as well. So uh, we're in multiple locations. Uh, we'll have our sixth city uh, starting this uh, this June. Why those cities? Well, really, that, that's a good question. People ask us, you know, why did you choose to go to you know, Chicago? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we got invited. That That's a big thing is we, we try to go where we're invited. So if someone reaches out to us and says, We'd love to have you come in our city and do this because we have a need. That's going to move to the top of the list for us. 
And so then we'll evaluate based on, okay, what is the need? Is this something that we can address? Is it something that we can, we can build resources for? And, and then we just decide, okay, well, let's, let's say yes or no. And if we can, if we can do it, we're going to try to advance into those communities and, and help out. Uh, Chicago has been one of our, our big ones. Um, and, and honestly, uh, that has been, when you think about the unhoused population, and here in Nashville, we look at numbers like, you know, four or five, 6,000 people. In Chicago, it's 80,000 people. 80,000 people. Think about that. Unhoused. Yeah. yeah. That's the size of Spring Hill. The entire city. Yeah. 80,000 people unhoused. Yeah. Is there a way for people who are listening, if they go, okay, I, my heart hurts too, and I want to do something. Is there some way for us to get involved? Well, so you're talking to a guy who runs a nonprofit organization. <laughs> Um, we, we he held up a sign right there and went, stupid question. Uh, we do accept donations. <laughs> uh, so you can, we're, we're tax deductible donations. We're 501c3 charity. Um, and that's at showerup.org. But, you know, I always encourage people to do, uh, to do other things too. So one of the thing is just come volunteer. If nothing else, just come down to be a, a smiling face, a friendly voice and talk to people and spend some time. You can just come down and volunteer. You can sign up at our website at showerup.org. Uh, some other things that you can do are to assemble shower kits. Everyone that comes to us, they don't need anything. There's no prerequisites. They don't even have to give us their real name. Just give us a name so we can put you on the list, and then we're going to give you everything you need. You need a clean towel? We got you. You need a shower kit? Got to have toiletries? We got you. You need clean socks, clean underwear? Got you covered. If you want to put together shower kits, Ziploc bags with some of the trial size, travel size, shampoos, soaps, toothbrush, toothpaste, all the stuff that you would typically use for a shower. Mm -hmm. Anybody can put those together. We've had kids put those together. We've had Cub Scouts who are kindergarten and first and second grade put those together. Anyone can do that, and you can help make a difference. Can we find what you want specifically in the shower kits? Is there a list at showerup.org? There is, yep, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to look. For, I'm writing that down. Look for the list for the shower kits because I feel like that's something that, that's a good starting point. Yeah. For a lot of people, we got yeah. the girlfriends getting together. We're all going to do this. And the the neighborhood, the church, I think there are a lot of people. The, our company, our company needs to be putting together shower kits. We've had uh, we've had large companies, small companies. Uh, we had one organization that they were having a, a convention uh, just a few months ago downtown. 600 of their C-suite leaders that had come in from all over the country, and they all put together shower kits uh, for an afternoon. It was great. How much did you cry <laughs> when you saw that? <laughs> it, it really is very humbling to see how much people really do care. And, and that's been my thing all along. I think people care. They just don't know how to engage. Amen. And so we've tried to provide as, as easy an on-ramp for engagement as we possibly can on every level. Yeah. If you need a shower, we're going to give you an easy on-ramp. If you want to come and just help somebody, easy on-ramp. No experience, just show up. Yeah. If you're just joining us, this is Focus. I'm Anna Marie. We're talking with Paul Schmitz, the executive director of Shower Up. Uh, how do we find out where? Again, at the website? Yeah, the website has uh, all the information about volunteering. It also has uh, a link that if you need a shower, you can click on a button there and you can see a whole list. Our whole calendar is laid out for you with maps and times and everything else on where to get a shower. If I saw that and I said, oh, this one's going to be over in an area where I'm going to be on Thursday. Could I just show up and volunteer, just show up and 
yeah, smile absolutely. and shake hands or do I need to sign up to volunteer online? Uh, it's always best to sign up. Here's why. It's not like we have odd weather in Nashville. It's <laughs> and, and no, listen, nothing against anybody who who broadcasts the weather forecast. <laughs> Sometimes they're not 100 percent right. Uh, yeah. If we have an 80% chance of rain, that means it's probably going to snow. snow. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nashville, Tennessee weather. Anything can happen. Yes, it It's can. the one way that we can communicate with you that if something does happen, we, we're going to cancel. We, we cancel when there's bad weather. Yeah. Um, especially when there's lightning. Yeah. Right. Got all this water. Come stand in this water and here's some lightning. Yeah. How many people does Shower Up typically serve? Do you know? Yeah. So on a on any given month, um, shower up here in Nashville is going to serve uh, between 250 to 500 people. And that's going to be just with showers and with hygiene. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include the people that we're serving with things like a pair of socks, a pair of clean underwear, or some other things that our volunteers bring. We have volunteers who will bring coffee and Rice Krispie treats and donuts and sandwiches and all kinds of things like that. So we end up seeing and, and interacting with about a thousand people a month or wow. so. Wow. Uh, and then we also get a chance to work with a lot of volunteers. Uh, last year, we, we interacted with 3,000 volunteers uh, over the course of the year. It was fantastic. So there's a lot of people that get involved in various levels. Not every volunteer comes down to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Some volunteer from their church or from their business or wherever they're at. And then we work with other nonprofits and other groups and cooperate with them as well. So there's a lot of interaction that goes on. Very, again, community-based. How would you volunteer from your office or your church? What does that mean? You could build those kits. You could create those oh, kits from, oh. from an office or from a church or, or here at the radio station. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that you added that one more time because I think that is definitely something that we need to do. I'm going to be the advocate for that. Come on, guys. We can put these together. Bring them to me, and I will put them together. <laughs> and then what do we do with them? We put together some shower kits. You what? can you can either let us know that you've got them and we'll come get them or... Bring them down to one of our serving events, yeah, and you can pass them out yourself if you'd like. I think you're right. People do. I've always felt that people want to do good, and that's part of what our stations have been able to do is we give people, here's an outlet, here's a need, and here's an easy way. Like you said, what do you call it, an easy on-ramp? It's an easy on-ramp, and you make a difference. You know, we've got guys and ladies that are at various stages in their lives. We're, we're going to see them pass by a window. We're standing in front of this window. They're going to pass by us. We don't know how long they're going to be in that window, right? We've, we've got one friend, Terry. Terry's a guy that's been with us for years. For years, he would come every week and get a shower. Mm-hmm. Same spot, he'd come, get a shower. The streets were hard for him. He's a gentle soul. Yeah. And he's, he's the kind of guy that just couldn't really handle the streets very well. He got, he got hurt a lot on the street, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. A few months ago, Terry got into housing. Which is great. Yeah. He still comes to see us because we're his people. Oh, my God. We're his community. We're his tribe. He still comes to see us. And he said something to me the other day. Um, it's been probably two weeks now since he said this to me. He said, Paul, for the very first time in my life, he's 45 years old, been on the street for years and years and years, only been back into housing for less than six months. He said, Paul, for the very first time in my life, I'm ahead. Ahead. I don't owe anybody any money. I've paid my rent and I have $6 in my pocket. I'm ahead for the first time in my life. Now, did a shower do that? No. But did community have a part to play in that? Did relationship have a part? Did hope play into that? You bet. You bet. A guy that can look at his wallet and say, six bucks and I'm ahead, 
that dude's got a lot of hope right now. And he left there. He left Shower Up feeling loved, feeling seen, and feeling like I can look at myself in the mirror and not be embarrassed. Yeah. And I can face people and look people in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we need to know about the services that are offered, like in conjunction with Shower Up? You talked about other nonprofits, other organizations. Perhaps I need to have some of them in here and interview them. Yeah. Yeah. There's great organizations that are doing some tremendous work. We, everyone knows the, the big organizations and the big, you know, the big names in, in nonprofit. Do you mind doing a little name dropping of some people uh, that you've I'll kind be, of worked I'll alongside with? I'll be glad with? to. We, we've got some great, great friends. People Loving Nashville uh, is an organization that's been around about 15 years, 16 years at this point. And, and they provide meals and clothing. And they've done that for, for years and years, but they've expanded. And so now they do things like they've got a help desk. So if you come downtown on a Monday night, War Memorial Plaza, just in the shadow of the state capitol building, um, we're there with People Loving Nashville, and People Loving Nashville uh, has set up a help desk where people can come and they need to check their email. Okay, they've got that set up. They've got a hotspot. They've got computers. Check your email. You need to check in with your caseworker. They can make that happen too. You need to get on the housing navigation list. They can help with that too. All kinds of resources. Yeah. And then Humane Society will come down. Street dogs will come down. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. And so they'll take care of people's animals and get them food and, and all that sort of thing. Um, I didn't a, think of that. Right. They have people who are unhoused have pets who are unhoused. Yes, exactly. There's a guy down there that that comes down, and he only, he's not a nonprofit. He's just a guy that's been doing this for years and years and years. His name is Bill. And Bill sets up his little area. And he's got reading glasses and he's got, he's got little books. He's got little Bibles. He's got, you know, crossword puzzle books, all kinds of things. And he'll give, give someone a reading test. So he's got the, an app on his phone that will determine what kind of reading glasses someone would need. Because think about this, the population that you see that are on the street, probably half of them are over 40. Yeah. And you know what happens when we hit 40? Our eyesight goes away. We need reading glasses. <laughs> so he's giving reading glasses to people, thousands of pairs of reading glasses he's given away. And that's on his own. Yeah. Just something he does on his own. There's uh, there's groups like Mercy Chefs. They cook meals for us and, and they come out with us to a place called Old Tent City. And Old Tent City is the largest camp that we have right now of people who are experiencing homelessness. Uh, we'll go out there with, with them. They'll provide uh, an incredible meal. In the summer, they bring popsicles and, and ice cream and things like that, plus a hot meal. And then we're out there alongside with another group called uh, The Laundry Stop. They're doing mobile laundry for people. The Laundry Stop. Yep. I'm writing all this down because I, I want to talk to these people. Yeah. And I want to find out what kind of support they need and how we can help them. I, I will tell you that all of us, we, we need money, <laughs> right? All of us need money. Yeah. Because we, we don't get the big government grants. We don't get support from the government. Mm -hmm. In fact, for us, we've never received um, any government money. Mm -hmm. So it really comes from individuals, families, some churches, some businesses, uh, sometimes a grant. If we're able to get a grant, there's a lot of you know people that will just drive by and see what we're doing and choose to donate. So that's how most of us survive. Mm -hmm. All these groups are doing incredible work and they, they're doing it because they love they love being a part of something that's bigger than themselves and they help make a difference in the community. Are all the employees, are they volunteers? Are they paid? Do you have to scrounge up the money to pay people? I guess you seem we, like you would. We have paid staff um, because 
we've got equipment that needs to run and we've got a schedule that we need to keep. We also work with volunteers, these other organizations, same kind of thing. Yeah. They've, they've had to, they've had to, they've had to hire people because honestly you want the work to get done. And, um, and the challenge with, with volunteers is sometimes volunteers are there for a season, right? True. So they may, they may be there for, you know, for six months or they may be there, you know, something happens in their lives. So we've got people who are committed through there as a job to come yeah. be a part of what we do. And we can't survive without, without that staff that we have and others as well. Mm-hmm. This has been great information so far. If you're just joining us, this is Focus. I'm Anna Marie, and our guest today is Paul Schmitz, the executive director of Shower Up. Now, tell people again what Shower Up does. Sure. Shower Up provides mobile showers and personal care for those who are in need, specifically those who are experiencing homelessness. Is the homelessness situation getting better, worse? What's going on here in Nashville? In Nashville, you know, it's, it's been really interesting. COVID changed everything. In what way? Uh, it made it made it worse. People who were fragilely housed or fragilely employed oh. were all of a sudden unemployed and unhoused. Uh, we had we had a, a couple of guys that in fact one in particular that I'd never met him before, and we ramped up because we were considered to be essential. Uh, we were providing hygiene, right? And yes. so, and oftentimes we were providing the only information that people had. The libraries had shut down, and so uh, our oh folks who were on the street. And our new folks were on the street. They didn't have access to uh, information or the latest news. Oh my gosh! And so I'd had people showing up during COVID, and they it was it was the reaction was everything from it's no big deal, and I don't need to wear a mask, and it's just like a cold. To if you come within twenty feet of me, I'll most likely die. So they there didn't was, know. They had no idea. They couldn't sit at their house and watch TV at night. Those of us who did. Listen to radio. We still didn't know. True. <laughs> right? True. So when you think about the changing information, so we actually ramped up um, by three times. So we were out m- many times during the week. We were out uh, providing hand sanitizer, masks, and things like that. One of the guys that we started serving, I'd never met before, I said, you know, tell me, you know, what, what brings you out here? And he goes, well, because my job was that I was working um, and I, would, I don't want to give away his identity by telling yeah. his story in too much detail, but he had a job and his job was to clean some things. Yeah. Well, his boss let him stay on the premises. Well, when COVID hit, it shut down a lot of the things related to what he was cleaning. Yeah. And so his job was no longer necessary. Well, if his job's no longer necessary, guess what he doesn't have also? A place to stay. Oh, my God. So he's out on the street with no money, no job, nothing. And he shows up with just a clothes on his back. Oh, good grief. And we saw him several times a week, yeah. um, you know, until he was able to get, and this was months and months, until he was able to get himself, you know, reestablished. Uh, the state of where we are right now, uh, Nashville just completed their, what they call a point in time count. So they'll, t- they'll pick a day in the winter and they'll go out and they'll count as best they're able to uh, everyone that they see that's, that's experiencing homelessness. And the number for this year is up 11%. Wow. And people will look at that and, and they could say things like, well, where did we, where did we go wrong? Where did we, where did we fall off? All of our best efforts. We've done so much to try to get people into housing. And my answer to that is all of our best efforts have made that increase only 11%. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Because, because it, again, it was like becoming painful, like, oh, no. Nashville's done a lot of work to get people into housing, and, and we've had a lot of organizations doing tremendous work and giving of their heart and their time and yeah. their energy and money. 
uh, to get people into housing. Um, so to see the number go up 11%, it just tells you that um, because of the economy, because of, because of addiction, and because of how widespread addiction has become, and just the growing mental health crisis in America, yeah. that we're seeing more and more people who are finding themselves uh, without, without consistent, regular, stable housing. Yeah. And we're seeing this across the board in all the cities we serve. And talking about addiction and mental health issues is just so deep a subject. I have heard friends of mine say, if I give that person money, he's going to go spend it on beer. And I At best, he'll spend it on beer. At best, yeah. And I said, here's the thing. It's for us. We're called to give to those who ask, not to decide what they're going to spend it on. But also, if we can do something to help, we're, we're supposed to, personally. Is it an epidemic? Is it called officially an epidemic of a mental health and addiction epidemic? What are, what are we facing? Do we do we have a name for this? I, I don't think we have a name for it. I think it kind of it floats around. I think we have, in in the best terms that we can come up with, is we have a humanitarian crisis, and and it because it's not about politics. It's not about um, it's not about economics even. It's really about humanity, and it really comes down to we have people who are hurting. And when you see people that are standing on the corner and they're what we call flying a sign. So just so you know the terminology, flying a sign. That guy on the corner, that lady in the corner, yeah. flying a sign. Okay. Um, those folks, they are they're, they're doing something, they're doing all they know to do. Yeah. And for many of them, people will say, well, why don't they get a job? Sometimes they have jobs. Sometimes, though, their mental health and their addiction prevent them from getting jobs. Yeah. So the problem isn't so much, well, they need to get a job and that'll fix everything. No, no. Problem's way deeper than that. A job's not going to fix anything for no, them. No, no. And your, your $5 isn't going to fix anything for them. Yeah. And, and what I tell people, you know, regarding that, because people say all the time, well, should we give them money? Some people will say, give the money to nonprofits who are, I mean, that was a big push with the, with the government, with other nonprofits. Give the money to nonprofits who are doing the work. Well, that's fine. But maybe you're feeling compelled to help this person. Maybe you've developed a relationship because you go to that same stop sign every single day, Monday through Friday. You know this person's name. Yeah. You know, you've given them a donut or you've given them a, a bottle of water or whatever. Do you want to give them money? It's entirely up to you. I always tell people, if you're going to give the money, give it and release it. Give it and release it. It's not your concern what happens. From a, from a faith perspective, as a Christian, I always say to tell people that, you know, give it to God first. That's one way you can look at it. That's a beautiful way to look at it. It's a beautiful way to say that. No one's ever, no one's ever kind of given someone $5 and said, oh, you know, that was probably the worst decision I made all day today. <laughs> maybe, maybe you look at it and go, well, questionable, whatever. Just do it and move on. Yeah. Or don't do it and move on. Right. The best thing you can do for someone who's on the corner, wave. Make eye contact. Make eye contact. Put your window down. Say hi. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Have people been nice to you? To, I always ask people, have people been nice to you today? Yeah. Well, if they haven't, just hope you have a great day. You know, yes. just know that you're loved and cared for. Yeah. And and move on. Yeah. See them and let them know that you see them. We've got a lady who sells the contributor on a corner near our house. And yeah. so that's what we do. It's like, Norma, what are you doing? How yeah. are you? And and she said, uh, well, she knows us now. She's like, yeah. well, how are y'all doing? Yeah. Pokes her head in the window and says hi to the kid and all of that. And it does. She said that. She said very few people even look at her. Right. And so I've noticed a lot of times, though, when we go by, she's not looking either. And yeah. I feel like it's because she knows they're not going to. So she's just kind of waving, the, flying the sign. Yeah. And, and 
I can't imagine how it would make me feel if I stood on a corner all day. This is my job. This is my work. I'm working in the hot sun, in the cold, and nobody's looking at me. Nobody's making, uh, you're invisible. That has to feel horrible. It's the worst feeling ever. You, you don't matter. Yeah. And, and the people that we serve, one of, the, one of the things that we do is we hand them a towel. We hand them a shower kit. We, we don't just set it on a counter. We don't just give a, have a dispenser in the showers. We hand it to them so that we can look them face to face. Like I'm looking at you right now, face to face. And we can say, here you go. Enjoy. Yeah. Have a great day. We see them and they know that they're seen. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're not invisible. One of the things that people tell us more often than anything else, because they'll come out of the shower and we'll just say, how was it? And sometimes it's, uh, the water was great. It was hot. Unlimited hot water, by the way. Oh. Unlimited hot water. Um, so they'll say the water was hot. It was great. Uh, how do you feel? Oh, I feel refreshed. All that sort of. The number one response we get is people say, I feel human again. When was the last time you didn't feel human? And think about that being your everyday life. So if someone can feel human again, that's big. That's big. That's a big deal. Yeah. Anything that you would like to leave us with? Any final thoughts? Anything I've neglected to ask that you feel is important to add, Paul? I think at the end of the day, you know, our, our slogan is we like to shower grace, hope, and love on people. Oh, I love that. Grace is, everything's in a level playing field, right? Yeah. We're, on the, we're, we're, not, we're not standing there pointing our finger at somebody. We're shoulder to shoulder. We're going to walk through life together. Yeah. Hope is that tomorrow has all kinds of possibility. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Whatever happened today, let it go. Just let it, just let it wash away. Tomorrow's a new day. Maybe tomorrow's the day that you reconnect with your family, your friends. You've burned those bridges. Maybe tomorrow's the day you reconnect. Maybe tomorrow's the day you go for that job interview. Maybe tomorrow's the day you say, I'm going to do something different yeah. to make my life better. And then love is, you know what? We, we do things a certain way with shower up. We, we never clean up after anybody in the shower. We always go in between the showers and we prepare the space for the next person. We prepare it for them because that's an act of love. That's a way for us to communicate. You mean something. You're loved. And we show that because we've cleaned this for you. Paul Schmitz, the executive director of Shower Up here in Nashville. Thank you for what you do. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. We'll put links and more info on our Focus Facebook page. Please join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie. That's Focus.